How's it going? I'm Xander Fryer, just another millennial corporate dropout turned entrepreneur. Since quitting my day job as an engineer just over four years ago, I built a multi-million dollar coaching business, mentoring seven-figure business owners, professional athletes, award-winning musicians, Hollywood actors, best-selling authors, and hundreds of aspiring entrepreneurs. I truly believe that when we couple the right knowledge with a strong desire for action, anything is possible. But most of us are never given the right knowledge, the shit you don't learn in college. The Sidlik Podcast shares interviews from the world's most successful people in business, finance, sports, health, and entertainment in order to help you live a life filled with more money, more meaning, and more freedom than you ever thought possible. Get ready to learn the shit you don't learn in college. Hey, hey, friends. Welcome back to another episode of Shit You Don't Learn in College. I'm your host, Xander Fryer. And today we're going to be talking about five things to do more of in 2022. And for all of our Shit You Don't Learn in College fans out there, if you've gotten any value from this podcast, don't forget to go to www.sidlickbook.com to grab your copy of the new number one bestseller, Shit You Don't Learn in College, available available now on Amazon. And we have $3,000 in free bonus trainings and programs if you go to www.sidlickbook.com and grab it now. Now let's get on with the show. All right, five things to do more of in 2022. Well, first of all, where did this idea come from? So every single year, I reflect on my year. I reflect on the things that I've accomplished. I, I reflect on where I've come from, where I was a year ago, what I've done, what I haven't done, how I haven't changed, the things that I've missed out on, and some of the opportunities that uh, I should learn from. Now, uh, I believe it's incredibly important to review our past in order to make adjustments for our future. Now, a lot of people don't really do this. A lot of people are uh, are very scared, honestly, are, are living in a, a life of fear about reviewing the past because they think that reviewing some of their past mistakes, some of their past failures, uh, defines them as a person rather than uh, just realizing that it's just a learning opportunity, right? This is uh, what Carol Dweck uh, calls in her book Mindsets as the fixed mindset, right? If I failed in the past or if I haven't done this in the past, then I'm going to continue to fail in the future rather than what Carol Dweck uh, signifies as the single most important quality for success is realizing that you can grow. You can become better. And not only can you grow, you will grow if you are willing to make mistakes and learn from them and move forward. But that requires us reflecting and taking a look back at the things that we've done and where we've come from and what we haven't done in order to learn from it and become better moving forward. So um, this has been a, a personal um, focus of mine for many years is to make sure that every single year um, you know, there's several areas of my life that I want to make sure that I'm getting better and becoming better at. Uh, obviously, from a, a monetary sp standpoint, I want to be growing monetarily because I know how much uh, money can help my influence, my impact, um, everything that I'm trying to accomplish in this life. And uh, so money is one area, but, you know, there's other areas. There's physical, right? So I want to be getting stronger and more mobile and more energized every single year, which I've actually been doing as I've been getting older. I've been getting stronger. I've been getting uh, more limber, more mobile, more uh, more energized. I have more energy every single year, even though I'm getting older, which is uh, amazing, right? And then areas like my relationships with Maddie and with my friends and my personal development and all of those sorts of things. So, you know, I've created a habit of reflecting on my my life on a very regular basis. Every single year I do 
uh, about uh, probably a full day's worth of reflecting on my life uh, where I carve out a day and it's literally a day of silence and, and I reflect on everything, every single different area of my life in a lot of depth. But I also do it in smaller smaller uh, steps as well. So I do it quarterly, I do it monthly, and I do it weekly. So every single week, I take about 10 minutes just reflecting on my week and what I've done and how I can do better in the different areas of my life. Every month, I take a, a couple of hours to dig in. Every quarter, I take a couple of hours to dig in um, and really get a better idea of how I can become better moving forward. And for me this year, when I did this, I reflected on 2021 and we had an amazing year. We grew financially. We uh, we moved into a, a dream home here in Solana Beach and we've accomplished so much with the team and launching the book and this podcast and all of these things were so amazing. When I got when I got to reflecting, I realized in focusing on a lot of the business growth and a lot of the stuff going on, there were other areas of my life that I felt I could have done better at and I think are incredibly important. And I wanted to share with you guys those five things that I want to do more of in 2022 after a lot of my learning lessons from 2021. And I thought I'd share them with you guys because I think a lot of you guys might uh, agree. Some of these things might be things that you want to focus on as well. So let's go ahead and jump right into it. So the first thing that I realized I want to do more of in 2022 is meditation. Now, I've been a meditation practitioner for uh, about six years now, so my meditation practice has grown and evolved, and I've I've toyed around with a lot of different types of meditations from, you know, I started out with the basics, like the Calm app and Headspace, and then went into Vedic meditation, and I did mindfulness, and I did uh, I did Kriya and I've done Joe Dispenza and I've done, uh, um, you know, a lot of different stuff, a lot of different types of meditations and visualizations, uh, over the course of the years to really refine what really works for me. And, um, you know, this last year I realized that my, my meditation practice and my spiritual practice got a little bit stagnant. It wasn't like I wasn't doing it. I was still doing it, but I wasn't, I wasn't going as deep as I had in the past. And I wasn't, uh, I wasn't really making it a top priority. And uh, a couple of weeks ago, I went to, uh, a Dr. Joe Dispenza event, <coughs> and it was amazing. We're, we've been to a, a private VIP session with him, and we're actually partnering with with Dr. Joe uh, in his research fund around the the benefits of meditation um, to do things like prevent COVID. They have they have data, they have science that they're publishing in a a peer reviewed journal that shows that meditation can actually prevent COVID, and it, it makes it. Um, nearly impossible when you're doing the right types of meditation, you're doing it enough, it can make it nearly impossible for the COVID, COVID virus to actually enter your blood cells. Amazing, amazing stuff. And they were showing how it can reduce the power of a, a cancer cell by, you know, 25, even 30, 40%, depending on the types of meditation and how deep you're going. So amazing, amazing stuff that we're partnering with them and actually donating a lot of money to. And as I was, you know, talking to Joe and his team, I realized, man, my, my meditation practice has gotten stagnant. And I realized you know, I've built an amazing life with, you know, Maddie and I have an amazing marriage where we, I feel like we fall more and more in love every single year. And, you know, we're going to, uh, we're going to work on building a, a family soon. And we live in an amazing home and we make way too much money for how old we are. And, and we get to give so much of it back to amazing causes. We have an amazing team, an amazing business that I love waking up for. I got, I got COVID a couple of weeks ago and I hated it, not because I, I felt a little bit down, but because I couldn't do some of my team, not my team calls, my, my group calls to coach our clients because it was just too much talking and, and uh, I, I couldn't do it without coughing too much. And I missed it so much and I have that life now. But what I realized is so much of this life is actually thanks to my 
meditation and spiritual practice. It's my meditation and spiritual practice that allows me to keep becoming the person that deserves this life, that deserves an eight-figure business, that deserves an amazing marriage, that, that deserves the health and energy and, and physicality that I, that I have, that deserves an amazing team and having so much fun and joy in life. You know, so much of that is, is you know, started by me just focusing on the meditation practice and deepening my spiritual and personal development practice. So that for me was a big important one. So for anybody out there who's a meditator, uh, this is just a great reminder of how important that is and, and going deeper in your practice, finding ways to go deeper and finding ways to get better in your practice, I think is something that's always so uh, so important for me and anybody out there. And for anybody who's not, not a meditator, get started. Get the get the Headspace app, get the, get the Calm app, find a meditation teacher. I'm a huge fan of finding meditation teachers because when we try to do things on our own, uh, we tend to, we tend to fail. We tend to fall off. Right. So, you know, the first time I ever paid a meditation coach to teach me how to meditate, I still do that meditation to this day, five and a half years later. And it's phenomenal. So, uh, get into meditating. Number one, number two, investing in myself with coaches and accountability. Now I've always been a big proponent of this. Obviously I am a coach and we coach hundreds of clients every single month. And, uh, you know, for me, I've never been without a coach and I've never been without a mentor and I've never been without masterminds that I'm a part of. And that's part of the reason that my business and my life continues to grow every single month, every quarter, every year. But in 2021, towards the end of 2021, I, I started to stagnate. And, and one of my mentors, uh, you know, I kind of, we, our relationship, our, our contract ended and I didn't renew. And then I had a mastermind that the contract ended and I didn't renew. And I actually had a couple of months where I didn't have any mentorship or mastermind or anything like that. And I really felt stagnated. And part of it was because I didn't, I didn't feel I had clarity around the, the, the next direction that I, I, uh, was really figuring out how to take the business and head the business in. And I realized it was so important whether or not I knew the direction or whether or not I had clarity around where I was going to get guidance, right? You know, the, the, the time when we feel like we, you know, I, I was thinking it's so funny because all of our clients fall into this, this, this habit as well. They go, Oh, I'll get, you know, I'll get, I'll get coaching when I'm a little bit more clear on what I need coaching in and, or I'll get clear, I'll, I'll get coaching when I, when I can really afford the coaching or whatever it might be. Right. And I was sitting there like, you know, I don't have a lot of clarity in what I need coaching in. So I don't want to get coaching. And then I was like, Holy shit, this is exactly what our clients say sometimes. And I was like, I just need to go hire someone to get an outside perspective because the reality is you can't read the label from inside the bottle, right? And so I went and got coaching. I went and got guidance. I went and got accountability because whenever I have coaching and accountability, um, I push myself outside of my comfort zone. I'm able to make changes. I'm able to, to grow significantly. As soon as I got coaching and mentorship, the business made a couple of drastic shifts and, and just jumped up significantly. And my personal life made some drastic shifts for the better. As soon as I got guidance, as soon as I got coaching and accountability again, uh, to keeping me on track with always pushing myself out of my comfort zone and, and, uh, um, growing, right? The reality is if we want to grow, if we want a better life, we have to get outside of our comfort zone. And the truth is, I'm never going to be able to do that alone. I always need somebody else on the outside looking, looking at me, giving me assessments, making, um, you know, making, giving their own input to help me and then pushing me past my comfort zone to help me get there. So number two is investing in myself with coaches and accountability. And so we're back into that in 2022. Um, number three and number four are, uh, are interesting and they're two of my favorites. Um, and I'll preface number three and number four with uh, a little study that was done in Australia. This was a couple of decades ago, actually, so it was a while ago. But they did a study in Australia 
um, at an old folks home and they, they studied the elderly, uh, a few weeks, uh, you know, up to 12 weeks before they were, uh, they knew they were going to be passing away. And they, they asked them, what were some of your biggest regrets and what were, you know, what are some of the most important things in life? And, and really what it came down to is, you know, there were two major, major things that they realized made you happy. And most people, uh, regretted not putting more energy and focus into them. And the first one was, uh, as a lot of you might guess, taking more risks and living a life that really mattered to you, doing things, accomplishing meaningful things that really matter to you rather than living somebody else's life. What people tell you will be success and happiness and joy in those things. Um, so obviously that's why I wrote the book, Shit You Don't Learn in College. That's why we have this podcast. Now, the second thing that came up recurringly was relationships, putting more time and energy into meaning relationships, being more honest and more truthful in your relationships, being more open and speaking your mind in your relationships, putting more energy into your relationships overall was one of the most important things that uh, a majority of the elderly said that they wish they spent more time and energy on uh, by the time that they were dying. It was one of their biggest regrets. And I never want that to be a regret by the time that I get to the end of this life. And so there's a couple of things that I really want to focus on in 2022. First and foremost, more family time. You know, so I took some some good time off. I took a couple of weeks off over the holiday, got to spend it with Maddie. We got to travel to Tulum. I got to spend it with my family here in San Diego, my my parents, my sister and her husband and their kids, my cousins and their kids. And I got to spend a lot more time with family. And it just reminded me how much I love being around the people that I care about. Now, Maddie and I haven't been able to see our Australian family in over two and a half years. So we made it a priority this year to make sure that we're able to see our Australian family, even with the quarantines and COVID and everything going on. So um, we've got we've got her mom and her brother coming out. We're flying them out. Um, her, we're flying her mom out and her bro brother's flying out uh, later next month so that we can see them. And we're, we're trying to figure out ways that we can get out to Australia to see uh, to see her sister and our, our nephew. Um, but spending more time with family is so important. You know, when you get to the end of your life, you don't you don't count the stacks of money that you made. You you count the relationships you've built and how strongly you've built them and 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 how well you did as a as a brother, as a sister, as a son or a daughter, a mom or father, as a grandparent. Those are the things that really matter to you. So spending more time with family uh, is number three, and then number four is uh, something I call, I learned from one of our uh, our team members, Joshua, our director of operations, is sending out gratitude texts, letters, and notes. So expressing gratitude to the people that are in my life on a more regular basis. Like I mentioned, relationships are the most important thing in life. And when you can express how much you appreciate someone, there's almost nothing that'll make you feel better. It's so funny because gratitude, you know, gratitude, expressing gratitude and thanks to another person is so powerful emotionally for that person. They, you know, they feel so lit up when you express gratitude to them. But honestly, I love it because selfishly, I feel great expressing that gratitude. When I get to express gratitude to someone and they light up, it lights me up. And it just reminds me how important these relationships are in life. So what I do is on a, uh, on a weekly basis, I send out gratitude texts. So I pick a couple of people in my um, in my network that I just want to send out a gratitude text. Just let them know, you know, how much I appreciate them why I appreciate them and, and, you know, just really expressing some sincere gratitude to having them in my, in my life and spending time with them. Um, you know, for a lot of people, whether it's virtually or obviously if they're here locally in San Diego or when we travel, seeing them locally as well, but just expressing that gratitude. Now, those are the first four things that, that I'm going to be focusing on more of in 2022. And hopefully you're getting some ideas for things that you can be focusing on more on in 2022 as well. 
Now, the last thing <coughs> is very tactical. It's very simple, yet very, very powerful. Now, this is a habit that I have had for probably about five and a half years. Honestly, probably since I started my coaching business about five and a half years ago. And I will tell you, this might be one of the most important habits that I've ever had. So this isn't so much of doing it more because I've never stopped doing it, but it's just continuing to do it. And this habit, like I mentioned, is super simple, but incredibly powerful. It's not hitting snooze. So never hitting the snooze button when I set my alarm. So it really doesn't matter when you set your alarm, whether you set your alarm for 9 a.m. or 7 a.m. or I set my alarm for 4 or 4.30 in the morning, depending on, on what I'm doing. Now, this is a pillar habit of mine, and I, I love these pillar habits because what I found is there's certain habits that if you keep this habit, almost everything else in your life starts to line up. And as soon as you let this habit go, everything else starts to fall apart. So for, for me, it's this idea of hitting the snooze button. What happens when I hit the snooze button and maybe it's 15 minutes, 30 minutes where I push my day back, invariably what happens is if I push my day back, then I start to half-ass it everywhere else in life. I start to half-ass it at the gym, my workouts. I stop my workouts early, my, my nutrition and my mobility. I stop my mood, mobility early, my nutrition stops early, my meditations start to be half-assed and I don't, I don't really put all the energy and effort and focus into them as, as I need to. And obviously all of that results in my business getting half-assed, my relationship getting half-assed. And all of it stems from this one single habit of, you know, if I tell myself, if I tell myself that I'm going to wake up at 4.30 in the morning and I set that alarm, I get out of bed. It doesn't matter if I'm tired. It doesn't matter if I'm not feeling like it. It doesn't matter if I'm whatever it might be. I can have all the excuses in the world. But if I made the agreement to wake up at 4.30 in the morning, I'm going to keep that agreement with myself because I know that keeping that agreement with myself is more important than that extra 30 minutes or 45 minutes of sleep. And that programs my subconscious to know and believe that I speak truth. So when I say I'm going to be at eight figures by the end of 2023, my brain says, well, he doesn't lie about other stuff in his life, so let's go make that happen, right? So that's the pillar habit that I've realized is so key to my performance in so many areas of life. So whether it's not hitting a snooze or there's something else, you know, for a lot of our clients, it's, you know, it's their, their gym habit. When they say they're going to do three sets at the gym, do three sets. When you say you're going to run for 20 minutes, don't run for 18. When you say you're going to meditate for, for 15 minutes, don't meditate for 13. Commit to making that agreement that when you make that agreement, you go all the way. Right. So those are the five, the five things that I'm going to be focusing on more of in 2022. Hopefully this gave you some ideas for things that you can be focusing on more in 2022 to make, uh, make your life better and have a life with more money, more meaning, and more freedom. That's all we have for today's show. Don't forget that knowledge without action yields nothing. So make sure you implement what you learn here with us. And for all of our shit you don't learn in college fans out there, if you've gotten any value from this podcast, don't forget to go to www.sidlickbook.com to grab your copy of the new number one bestseller, Shit You Don't Learn in College available now. All right, that's all we have for today, folks. I hope you enjoyed this episode of Shit You Don't Learn in College. And if you did, please share this episode on your social media and tag at Xander Fryer. And don't forget to subscribe to the podcast on iTunes and give us a five-star rating so you don't miss any other great episodes. We can only spread our message when you share this knowledge with the others that need it. So we really appreciate the support. Thanks a ton. 